This is a place. This is a place. This is a place. We want to talk about. This is a place. Welcome to this week's episode of This is a Place. My name is Nate, and with me is a guy who's a little distraught because he doesn't know how to live his life because he's only known his life with Daft Punk being around. Brandon. Yeah, I have always had them. They've been the only constant thing in my life. For the last 28 years. Now they're broken up. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, did they break up or did they, quote unquote, retire? Who knows how even old they are. They're just Maybe they'll be like Kiss and Cher who are retiring for the last 20 years and keep moving forward. <laughs> I think they've only been on two tours ever. So I, it would be an interesting publicity stunt if they announced that they were retiring. And then they went on and did tours. When they haven't really even done tours anyway. I do find it interesting that I feel like Kiss has been on their farewell tour for basically my whole life. Really? I don't know. I've seen Kiss in concert. That was a good one. I've never years really ago, followed Kiss At one of much. their farewell concerts, I went. One of their farewell concerts? <laughs> yeah, years ago. 15 years ago? Like, yeah. I was like maybe eight years ago. It was at the Rio Tinto stadium which is fun concerts outside are fun concerts are fun period concerts in general fun right so has there been a band that has broken up that really broke your heart nate no but i do remember and think it was 98 i worked at circuit city when toe to the wet sprocket broke up liked them a lot and another guy i worked with really liked him so we made like with all the posters and stuff we had from toad at circuit city we made a little kind of shrine to them (laughs) so every time i hear of a band breaking up i automatically go to toad even though like i said definitely a fan but i wasn't like heartbroken that they broke up but i tell you it would be nice if peter satara would go back to chicago and sting would go back to the police and steve perry back to journey and Steve Perry back to Journey. You know Steve Perry's making music again, right? Really? Yeah, he made an album last year, but he'll never go back to Journey. That won't ever happen. So, and then when Michael Jackson broke up, oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, man. Too, Too soon. soon. Yeah. Well, we're getting a little off track here. Off track? Off the Maybe rails? Maybe we should get back on the rails. Get back on track? Because we're talking about tracks today. Yeah, we figured we always talk about a place, right? And we talk when you about- live in Utah, you have to have a uh, a way to get to places. So why not talk about our famous UTA track system? Tracks is cool. It's basically just the subway above ground, right? Well, we have a little bit of history of when tracks came to be, right? In 1847, when the pioneers arrived in the Salt Lake Valley, Brigham Young knew they'd need a proper method of transportation outside of horse and buggy. So when he said this is the place, he meant this is the place for a good track system. Exactly. 
Hmm. He was way forward thinking. Way, way forward thinking. Instead, we didn't get tracks until 1999. December 4th, 1999. And I just remember, you were just a kid, right? I was probably, well, not probably. I was exactly seven years old. I was exactly 19 years old. So I was not in Utah when the tracks opened up, but I do remember people being excited or talking about how they were the first ones to ride the track system. You know, the first day it opened, it was yeah. very exciting news back in Utah, even though I wasn't here. So it had been open for a year by the time I tested the rails of the track system. And when it first opened, it was just in your neck of the woods too. It mm -hmm. was from Sandy to Salt Lake. Yep. Back then. Currently, Trax has three lines. The blue line from Draper to Salt Lake. The red line from South Jordan to University of Utah. And the green line from West Valley to Salt Lake International Airport. For a total of 42.5 miles of line and 50 stations. Yeah, there's quite a few, quite a few stops. And one thing I have not done yet is I have not been on the front runner, but we will save that for its own episode, right? Because you also have not been on the front runner, if I'm correct, right? You are correct. And then how often have you been on tracks, Brandon? Well, this might incriminate me sharing on this episode i have been on tracks a total of one time one time and, when and the this? one time i went on tracks i didn't even pay for it oh my goodness yeah wow it was kind of ignorant of me you know, i didn't well, i didn't well, really know do you still go to church on sunday <laughs> <laughs> not with a clean conscience i'll tell you that okay but now bringing it out talking about it, it's gonna make me feel better yeah, I so, can tell something's been eating at you ever since I met you, and this yeah, is it. This is it, and so if UTA is, confession. is listening, I'm here, I'm ready to pay my fine, take me to jail, whatever needs to happen. When I was in the 10th grade, my high school was in the playoffs. They were in the state finals, and so we got out of school to go to the game, right? And it was downtown at the... Ricycle Stadium, we had to travel from one point in Salt Lake to where the game was. And so we took tracks, and I'd never done it before. I didn't know how it worked, so I was just with my friends. And I followed them on, thinking, yeah, I'm sure we'll pay at some point. But then we never paid, and we just all hopped off. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? So I was ignorant. It wasn't malicious. I was a good boy and I still am. So I would have paid if I would have known how to and that it just wasn't free. So sorry, y'all. That was my one time running tracks. And the reason I haven't gone back since is because I'm just worried that this, if I go back on, they're going to have my picture like posted and that's how they're going to get me. I believe they do. Okay. If you've seen this guy, please let him know. Probably back then, $1.75. You owe him. Yeah. Think about the interest that's accrued. At this point, yeah. it's got to be at least like seven bucks minimum, minimum seven bucks, man. Um, but a lot of people don't know, and maybe you don't even know, but there is a free 
part or uh, what do you say section that you can write for free on there is when, you, when you're downtown area i think it goes to eight south but i'll i have before because my office is downtown and it's right in front of a tracks uh stop pretty close to one i have parked just outside of the free zone and gotten on and ridden into work before now i'm telling my confessions so i guess where i got him was probably at i was on the red line probably at university north and i went to university stadium so it wasn't even that big of a trip anyway so i wonder if that was the free zone i'd assume it'd be free in the green zone by the temple square by city center that's yeah, seems it'll like wrap around to like the gateway. And yeah, I think it stops going towards the U. It's free till like ninth east or something. It's been a while, but yeah, basically just downtown. Anywhere that you would probably pay for parking downtown, if you were to pay, would probably be free on tracks. I think that's kind of the whole idea is to eliminate uh, traffic downtown. Yeah, I obviously drive way too much and should be utilizing the track system. There's been so many times when I've had it in my mind, oh, I'm going to use tracks or I've been talking with people and we're going to use tracks. It just never happens. What we should really do is go to a jazz game and use tracks. That would be yeah, a good. It's, it's nutty. After a jazz game, well, right now it wouldn't be so much, but when it's a normal jazz game, those carts fill up like subway style, New York subway style. It, it fills up really quick where people's faces are almost pressed against the glass, right? Because it's just so crowded. So you would sometimes when you do take it home from a jazz game, you have to wait a while. Or I usually, when I've taken it home from a jazz game, I'll just hang out in the arena for a while until they kick you out and then go out because it's not it's not worth waiting in line for forty five minutes to to get on. I mean, I gotta tell you, I'd love to have my face pressed against the glass of a tracks train right now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when all of this madness ends, we can go cram in with our closest friends on a tracks train. And I can finally write it legally. You can write it right now. It's functioning. Yeah, but it's not the same experience if not everybody's crammed in it, like a subway train, you know? It's definitely cleaner than a subway because... My experience in New York, holy cow. Dude, I love it. Some of those train cars. Like one guy literally had a, I can't remember if it was like a gallon jug, but like he was carrying around his own urine and like newspapers. Yeah. Like, so I'm sure like people have got good stories about being on tracks just with crazy stories, but I bet you they're nothing compared to new york subway stories right tracks isn't 24 7 is it no definitely not but they're pretty depending on what's going on downtown i think it depends on how many lines are running and if they do extra and all that good stuff but but it looks like they start running around just a little bit before six o'clock right but there's not all the stations have a it running. Oh, sorry. 4.30 in the morning is mid-bill. 
437 looks like it's the first one to leave right that's pretty early and then they go till sometimes midnight depending on its tracks line well they're definitely always running in the morning because i have to pass a tracks two tracks lines actually a front runner and tracks line getting to work and without fail i always have to stop on my way there and on my way home I always time it the worst. But the good news compared to a regular train, it's really fast. Sometimes I wait for five to 10 minutes. Just to get through. Mm-hmm. Do you ever so, listen to crazy train? No. I would totally do that if I was just sitting at this. <laughs> you would listen to crazy train? <laughs> You'd be like, oh, stop what I'm listening to right now. I need to listen to crazy train as I watch put the train the, pass. Put in the compact disc. <laughs> Or the do you have a tape. compact do you have a cassette tape in your vehicles no my old truck before it got um totaled had a tape deck and i always thought to myself i want to play a cassette in there just for nostalgic reasons and i always forgot and i never did it it's too late somebody told it tell you what i'm gonna make a conscious effort the next time i get stuck at the tracks i'm gonna listen to crazy train for you you can listen to crazy train you can listen to uh, Come On, Ride It, that train. You could listen to... The I could listen motion. to the band train. You can listen to the band train. Whew. So many options. So you could listen to, to the Thomas a... the Tank Engine song. <laughs> All right, quick unrelated topic. This probably is its own episode, but one time I went to see the Heber Creeper and it was dressed up as thomas the tank there you go that was pretty cool i don't think they would ever dress up tracks like thomas the tank but man that's something they need to do with tracks why don't they theme the cars they're so boring Ooh, and have races (laughs) yeah yeah races too now we're now we're cooking that would get me on tracks I usually take tracks for convenience, not because it's a good time. That's the problem. We're taking it for convenience when we should take it for enjoyment. That's why tracks isn't more popular. That's why I never have ridden it, except for once. This guy was helping me with my car, and um, we had to take tracks to get apart. And... uh, at the time, I was wearing a Superman a hoodie, zippered hoodie, right? You zip up. And underneath, I had Batman. And we got off tracks like around 45th-ish area. And some guy yells at me, hey, Superman, where's Batman? And I unzipped my zipper. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, what are the odds? Because I like comic books just fine, but I'm not like a huge comic book fella. But you wear a lot of comic book shirts. I do, because I get them when they're... wearing one right now. I get them when they're on clearance at Walmart. Let's see, what are you wearing? I'm wearing Baby Superman. You see it? What the heck? That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I know. It's very... It looks like like a Disney-type shirt, right? Like a Funko Pop. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I just like the kind of Under Armour material, if you know what I'm talking about. So when yeah, they go right. on clearance, I buy them. And I do love Superman. I'm not going to lie. I do love Superman out of all the superheroes. So if I see Superman stuff, I'm inclined to buy it, especially when it's on clearance. So just happened to be wearing a Batman shirt underneath, Superman on top with his hoodie. And I was like, bam, there you go, pal. Like, what's the odds? But that's one of my fun tracks experiences. Another one was um, my wife and I were in Florida at a softball tournament coming home. And we, my wife worked for JetBlue. So we get the free JetBlue pass, right? But you have to fly standby. Um, kind of long story short, we were both fine to get on the flight, but then a big rainstorm came in and delayed the flight. And um, whoever didn't make it to the flight all of a sudden showed up like an hour and a half after their flight <laughs> and it b bumped one of us. So one of us was supposed to stay in Florida and the other one's going to go home. And I told my wife, you go home, I'll stay here and do the whole standby thing. And so I gave her the keys to the truck so she gets back to Salt Lake that she could drive home and everything would be fine. Um, then I had this idea before she took off. I'm like, hey, I have a friend who lives in LA and there was a flight going from Orlando to LA. I'll fly to LA, stay at his place overnight and then take the first flight from LA to Salt Lake. So I would get, Becky would get home, my wife would get home within a few hours, like four hours from Orlando, and then I'd get home the next morning. Everything would be fine. So I'm basically taking off the runway to head to LA. My wife sends me a text saying, somebody else just showed up. Like two hours after the flight's supposed to take off and they kicked her off of the flight. So I'm like, nothing I can do now. Like I'm literally <laughs> almost in the air to head towards LA. So she got stuck in Orlando for the night, but she had the keys to the truck. Oh, no. So I got home <clears throat> basically hours before she did. So when I got to the Salt Lake, finally, the next morning, after spending the night at my friend's house, I think, thanks again, Andrew, for letting me crash <laughs> on your couch that night, if you're listening. And uh, so I get home to Salt Lake and then I'm like, crap, I don't have keys to the truck. <laughs> what do I do? And I like walked around for a minute. I'm like, tracks, <laughs> tracks, tracks. And they even have an app now that you can like buy your ticket on an app. So you don't have to go to the little thing. So I just downloaded the app, bought my ticket, road tracks over to West Valley. I think it's the farthest I could get or the closest I could get to home. And then from there, there's a, a bus that took me all the way over to Reams. Then I had to walk like two blocks home. So there you thanks go. to tracks being there, I was able to get home. But it would be, how convenient would it be if you had to fly a lot for your job or whatever it may be, and you live really close to a tracks stop? It would be That'd extremely be so convenient. Get on the tracks. Honestly, relax. you know, you bring it up as long as you can get to the track station. Like how long can you even leave your car parked there? I don't think you, I don't know. I don't think you, that's my question too. Like how long can you leave your car parked there? I don't think you can leave it overnight. I don't know if they tow it right away, but I don't think you can leave it long-term, right? For days on end. I feel like whenever I hear a story about someone's car getting stolen, their car always ends up at a track station. Is that just me? 
when they're done with the car? Yeah. That's where it's always get left. Um, so there is like theories and maybe stats to go with it, but crime tends to go up near a track stop in your, in the neighborhoods near a track stop, which makes sense. Cause you can go do your crime, whatever it may be. It's usually theft. Right. But I mean, if I were to go steal your wallet and I hop on tracks, how are you ever going to find me? Right. It's a good point. So I've heard that rumor before, but I doubt. And I guess if you steal a car, dump it at tracks, you just hop on tracks yeah, and you're gone you on tracks and you're gone. Yeah. And you can be miles away from it and let it be. Well, if you have ever had your car stolen, let us know <laughs> if they left your car at a track station. And if anybody knows how long you can pack, pack, park your car at a track station before you get in trouble. Well, you know what? We, did not do a good job of keeping on track during this episode. Did we get off track? Did we get derailed? Because you never know. You never know where which direction we're going to go. You. you just never know. You but either way, tracks line thanks for getting off on our stop on This Is A Place podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.